I have one question for you. Are you ready to do your fertility journey differently? Hey there, I'm Bella Hilton, and this is the Studio Fertility Podcast, where each week I bring you real, actionable tips and strategies to help you get your mind from chaos to calm and your body from resistant to receiving. So if you want to feel better now and improve your fertility, let's do this. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Studio Fertility Podcast. I'm your host, Bella Hilton. And what can I tell you today? The sun is starting to shine here a lot more, which is great. Less heaters, which is always better for my skin, actually. Uh, Some trips to the beach, uh, and that is making me very happy. And my move isn't happening anytime soon now, so I'm sitting back and soaking it all in. Um, So I don't know uh, who out there, like, summer lights you up, but for me, summer around the corner definitely makes me happy, just the thought of some lazy beach days or some not-so-lazy beach days on my boogie board. Um, But I know listening in, you might be heading into winter, and that can be great too, like for skiing and cuddly nights by the fire (laughs) that might light you up more than the beach, who knows? So... Um, I hope whatever season you're headed into, it is good for you. But it was in um, thinking about that that I've put together this podcast today because contemplating like that happiness and this happiness that I'm feeling right now in my life and where I'm at really highlights for me the contrast between where I used to be in my life and how much went into learning to be a happy person. I was pretty practiced at being miserable most of my life, actually. And it's not always easy, and it definitely has been a process for me. But when I was at my worst in my fertility journey was actually a time when I had absolutely no man in my life whatsoever. And I know that kind of sounds a bit funny, but everyone's breakdown moment, that, that point is different. You know, that point where you just know you have to make a decision. You just know you can't continue on the way that you have and how you feel like right now in this moment. And I was alone in my apartment. Um, I was living by myself. I had a failed marriage and, um, and post that two failed relationships under my belt in a short amount of time, right? And I was on my knees in heartache and misery, like this internal churn. It's hard to describe, just begging to feel better, begging to feel differently, just begging for my life to take a different path. I was was broken. I was a shell. Um, You know, whilst my marriage had lasted eight years, between that ending and these next two failed relationships that I thought were going somewhere, it had only been two years, right? And that's a lot of loss and heartache to go through in two years, on that front, uh, because when my marriage broke down, right, I mourned not just the loss of it, right, but my idea of it and my identity within it too. Because at that stage of my life, I had been so ready to be a wife and a mother at that stage of my life. And, you know, and, and I had been the wife, but And I wasn't doing the mother part though. And instead of embarking on that journey and adding mother to my title, I was actually not a wife anymore and had no prospects then of babies. There was a lot that went into this loss. And then these two subsequent losses in my life of relationships. So in that moment on my knees in my apartment, 
I was still so ready to be a wife and a mother. I desperately tried to be a mother for the length of my marriage too, but I'd felt very much in that pursuit alone, to be honest. I mean, even though like he'd consented, I wasn't doing this by myself. Uh, the decision definitely wasn't one-sided. I'm, I wouldn't do that, but he wasn't prepared to do anything about it when the road to it wasn't easy either. There was none of that support. And whilst fertility was not the reason for the end of my relationship with my ex-husband, uh, this thing that I so craved with every inch of my being was also being taken away from me when that ended. Because, you know, I'd struggled to get pregnant for eight years or slightly less during my marriage. I'd, you know, I'd, I'd not gotten pregnant at 27 so why the hell did I think I would, it would be any easier at 36? And that's how I felt in that moment on my knees, two years out from my marriage, you know, this failed relationships, 36. And I felt like everything was impossible. I'd bought into all that stuff that says, you know, fertility over 35 is impossible. I, I can't tell you the people that I have call me in like 34 and it's all over. And I'm like, it's not even, it, it's, there's so much hope still. But those years... Uh, of me trying to get pregnant had not been easy you know the first month I started trying I was 27 and I lost my period my very regular period and that was a huge slap in the face and I was lost pretty much from that first month onwards you know my very regular cycle disappearing I'd only just started trying like it just felt like a nightmare from day one and then it took months to get it back and build up my luteal phase again to something worth trying only for I want to say like you know six months after I built it back up to lose it again right and all stuff I needed to explain for myself and go through for myself and understand my body on a deeper level and I didn't talk about this with anyone right I went through it completely alone even my husband wasn't really in that with me and I went from thinking I was going to have the first grandchild in my family and, you know, the romantic side of that to not knowing if I would have children at all. And I obsessed over my temperature charts and trying to analyze it and trying to see patterns. And I tracked everything about my cycle and when we had sex and cervical mucus and all that great stuff. And the more I tracked, the more I tracked everything, and I'm talking about everything, the more I spiraled into a mess that made this pursuit my full-time job that I couldn't get a break from. Like, what if I missed one temperature or tracking something? Like, my world would fall apart if that happened. Not outwardly, of course. I was high-functioning and obsessed, of course. But I was always forever looking for that magic fucking bullet and I just want to tell everybody right now that it just doesn't exist. There is no magic fucking bullet, okay? So my loss was not just relationships. My loss was also any hope of having a life that I felt so called to in my heart. Like, I don't think that call to have a baby is, is a rational thing. It's something that sits in our heart. And I had poured my heart and soul into it for years you know, obsessively changing my diet and taking supplements and acupuncture and all those good things. And, and I really, you know, um, was mourning this loss because that's what I thought. That's how I felt at that time that 
that I was never going to get these things now because I was 36 and alone and miserable and my body didn't seem to want to make fertility easy for me even at 27. So in that moment in my apartment alone on my knees, when I was just desperately needing my life to be different, desperately needing to feel better, I knew I needed to make a decision. I knew I needed to look at my life differently and I knew I had to start prioritizing myself above all else and it's funny because in that moment it felt make or break right the universe had given me no other option but to grieve it all at that point right I had nothing left I had to grieve the relationship or any chance of one I felt like I had to grieve the baby or the babies or any chance of getting those I was on my knees with nothing but heartache to show for both you know I had no reason to believe any of this would work out for me did the desire in my heart for a baby ever go away absolutely not but I kind of grieved that it might ever happen and kind of started looking at things differently I could not go on the way I was going on it would have destroyed me and I had to have a really hard look at my life and and my part in it too it's like I It's like in that moment, I really understood for the first time that it isn't things or people outside of ourselves or things that we can get from life that make us happy. We make ourselves happy first, right? We have that choice. It's not always an easy choice to make, but we do have that choice. And I knew I couldn't just realize that though and suddenly be happy the second I had that realization right it doesn't work that way but I sure as hell knew I could start the work to point myself my brain like train my brain and point my life in the right direction and I guess I knew all of this because I already had the training I needed to do this for myself right I was super lucky I think in that moment when I was finally ready to face it all head on and realize I needed to choose happiness right now over chasing what seemed like an impossible dream, that I had the tools to help myself, that I could actually do it. And I finally decided to commit to myself and my mental health, um, my life, regardless of other people or regardless of what happened in my life um, or had happened up up in my life to, to that point or what might happen. I finally decided to live for me. And that was like super important. For this first time in my life, I truly committed to myself. And over the course of the next month, it was profound and full of aha moments. And during that, I found the love for myself that had always been missing. I stepped into my power and I made some really important decisions for myself that changed the whole trajectory of my life including my fertility and one of those being I realized life should not be about misery and suffering but about enjoying it I had the opportunity to really enjoy my life you know my life sorry I didn't come out right despite the lack of guy and despite the lack of baby those things didn't preclude me from enjoying my life Like that's a big thought and a big bold decision to make, but I made it because I finally saw that my life and me was so much bigger 
than those things. I wouldn't say just those things. They can be, they can be great, but you know, my life was also bigger than those things. I was bigger than those things. I had more worth, more value than just those things alone. I still wanted them. I just needed to be also uh, happy without them, right? I couldn't continue to put that expectation onto others, including a baby, to make me happy. I knew that it just didn't work that way. And honestly, nothing about my life changed, right? I still had the same shitty job a month later. I still had no prospect of a marriage or a baby a month later. But I changed the way that I thought, how I viewed my life and myself and how I approached it. Most importantly, I found love for myself and stepped into being me unapologetically, asking myself better questions, right? How am I going to enjoy my life? If I was going to enjoy my life, despite not having these things, how would I do that? Set, uh, you know, which set me up for viewing my life differently than always looking for what was wrong with my life. I'd always been really good at what was wrong with my life before and what was wrong with me, right? But what was good about me? What did I love about me? And I really stepped into that. And I asked myself more and more empowering questions and set about to answer those questions. That month was intense, but I walked out of it happy as a pig in shit. It's like I could see color for the first time. You know when people say that? I could see color for the first time. I I really felt blissful and I knew it would take one hell of a guy to come along and sweep me off my feet because I finally felt whole and I wasn't going to subject myself to subpar any longer. And he did about four months later. It's funny how it works, right? And guess what? He he, He wanted a family. He was willing to be in it with me. He was open to how it would happen. He was amazing, right? And he still is. He reignited that dream. But it was important for me to go through that grieving process for myself. You don't have to do it that way. But at that time when I had that breakdown moment, it was important because I needed to get unstuck for me and step back into me. And for the next 18 months together with my now husband, I continued to be very happy and continued to enjoy my life and pointed in the right direction until we finally decided to do IVF, which felt right for us to do. And which honestly, I kind of enjoyed doing, right? And I know there is many of you who can't relate to actually, you know, thinking about IVF and enjoying it, but that's the point I'm trying to make here. I was happy and aligned with IVF before I decided to do it. My mindset around IVF was like, aren't I lucky that this technology exists that could help me possibly get pregnant that didn't exist, you know, when my mother uh, was going through, you know, at that age of, of getting pregnant and things like that. I felt truly lucky because I was happy at that point. And I got pregnant first time and I had my baby. And that was all amazing. And to be honest with you, it would be so great if my story ended there because I know everyone's wants to just go, okay, you do the stuff and you get your baby and how amazing that would be. And that's, you know, that's the point of life and, you know, you know, excellent. But that life is messy and the human condition is sometimes messy. 
And I was, I mean, I was just on a call with some business peeps, right? And I was looking at their faces and I realized I knew all of their stories. These aren't people going through fertility journeys anymore or, you know, at all. And I knew all of their stories and how messy each of their lives were in different ways, right? Um, beautiful people, you know, very stable and whatever, but very messy lives. And, and just when you think you have all your ducks in a row in life, life will change and we've got to move with it. Because when it came to baby number two, as I went through IVF again and again and again and got pregnant four more times to lose them all and varying degrees of trauma and heartache with them all at different stages, which more people can probably relate to. In hindsight, I had also lost my way during that time on some of the big lessons that I'd learned for myself during what I call my first breakdown moment infertility. I really hit a second rock bottom when I tried for baby number two. Um, I think that, you know, part of me had said, oh, well, you know, I just do IVF and that's the answer. But there was so much of that joy and that happiness that needed to go into it too. Um, I wasn't listening to myself and my intuition. I wasn't completely stepped into my power because I was in this toxic job that was absolutely destroying me. And I think in some ways I thought I was just being too sensitive because I'd been in a really crappy job the first time around and I'd changed it and I'd become happy, right? But sometimes you do need to change the situation <laughs> in order to um, get yourself back to where you need to be. And that job was destroying me and I was sticking in it. And the journey to baby number two kind of didn't go well. I, I think a lot, a lot of it had to do with that as well. And then, of course... If you've been following me for any length of time, you know it ended in a breast cancer diagnosis instead of the next round of IVF. Because even though at that stage when I was just starting to do another IVF, um, when I got diagnosed with breast cancer, I'd actually made the leap, the leap of faith and quit that job and was uh, getting myself back together. Um yeah, like I, that's when I got the breast cancer diagnosis. But um, but I had found love for myself again at that point. But I had more lessons to learn and to remember. And in that moment, I made even more decisions that put me in the position that I am today. Life is not about a series of hitting rock bottom anymore for me. Because I started that work when I had my first breakdown moment. And I coped better throughout my IVF journey because of it like there was definitely that but I I definitely needed to remember some lessons along the way and I definitely needed to learn some more lessons I always want to be real with you guys life can be beautiful and life can be messy and life is often messy but when we point our lives and our brains and our hearts in the right direction it's less messy and then we get through those messy times with a lot more grace and a lot more ease and a lot more lightheartedness. So maybe we don't end up in like the really traumatic place, right? It's just like, oh, that was a bit messy and, and, and I dealt with it, right? People always say to me, how are you coping so well with that situation in your life right now? Because um, I've had different situations that come off up during life you know you're so calm about it and I say because I have the tools and I did the work to get here so it's not a big deal to me anymore 
life honestly doesn't happen by accident. It comes down to the decisions that we make along the way. And the beauty is we can always make new ones, right? And as hard as my life has been at points, I've learned so many lessons and skills and tools that really help me to break all that down and help people to move through this stuff so much faster. Not only do they have the tools, I've been through the messy times to help people, right? And I love that. The fact that I have healed my heart from my miscarriages and from four in a row without the rainbow baby has allowed me to help others to heal their hearts despite what life has in store, right? And they might then go on to have their rainbow baby. I do not sit around thinking about the babies I could have had at all. I just don't do that. That would be absolute torture, to be honest. I've honored those babies in my heart and then let it go so I can get back to enjoying my life. When you do this work for yourself, it's not about never feeling miserable or never going through something traumatic ever again. It's about then how you cope with that and how quickly you heal from it to get back to that amazing thing called life, which is so amazing. You know, I I'd just relearned all my lessons again when I got hit with that breast cancer diagnosis. I did not hit rock bottom during that journey. I know that can be sound strange to people. There were hard moments. There were moments I didn't want to accept that I had to cut off one of my favorite body parts, right? But I felt it. I processed it. I moved through it. And I realized underneath my worth and I made good decisions because I was in a good good headspace going through it in terms of trust in myself uh, and knowing my worth and leaning on people without guilt and so much more. Anyway, like I hope my story today is helpful to you as you've been listening along because I think we all have those moments in life and those breakdown moments or those moments when we need to make that decision where we're at a crossroads of going, I can't keep going on the way that I've been going on. And if you feel like that and if you feel like that you're at a crossroads and you've related to my story today and you need to make those important decisions for yourself, you know, I'm always happy to support anybody through them because I've got the tools and I've definitely got the street cred okay but also um, if you take anything away from today there is a light life can be great if you're begging to feel better then it is possible it might not feel possible to you right now but it is and of course if you need more of this you can check out you know my other podcasts if you just need to listen along and and hear someone who's gotten through to the other side and maybe how, um, you know, check out more of my podcast episodes or come and hang out with me on Instagram at Studio Fertility. Um, and, and for those of you who want more, if you've resonated with me today, then maybe get on my wait list for when the doors open to my program, The Fertility Shift. Um, I'm heavily involved in that. You'll get to talk to me if, you, if that's something that you want to do. And of course, I've always got some free resources too that might be helpful for you right now. Um, My free PDF resource um, called Mojo. And then I've got another new one coming out really soon that I'm kind of calling Baby Panic at this stage. Um, And so I hope that you take advantage of those and, and download them for yourself. And I will see you next time on the podcast. 
Hey, thanks for listening to the Studio Fertility Podcast. If you want to learn more about how to work with me, just head to studiofertility.com slash shift and check out my transformational five-star rated program, The Fertility Shift. Or you may just want to check out other great episodes at studiofertility.com slash podcast. And finally, if you love the podcast, why not leave a review? If you let me know you left a review, there may be something in it for you. And that's it.